everybody, and welcome to... Oh, thank you. Thank you, my friend. And welcome to Whiskey Wednesday, the last Whiskey Wednesday of 2021. I think some of us are happy that it's going, but... I was going to uh, say, I'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> John Henry's just going to join me on the dais uh, tonight for our tasting. He is, uh, some of you may know him from his reviews as Frisky Whiskey. That's why I put him far away from me. Keep my hands to myself. Yes. Uh, we are being live streamed. We got that. All right, Mr. Zoom, we got it. Um, so I thought, I'm thinking about what we're going to do for the last, you know, Whiskey Wednesday of the year. The last hurrah. The last hurrah. So I, we're doing finishing 2021 in good spirits. So all the whiskeys that you guys are going to try tonight are all finished in something else besides what it started with. With the exception of the first one, but I have to say, the first one is sort of the ultimate finishing whiskey itself. It's bourbon, and it's it's the uh, the private select from uh, Maker's Mark, and this is called uh, Mystery Machine, uh, because we don't tell anybody what the staves that are put into the the barrel. So let me explain to you a little bit how this bottling gets done. Um, basically, Maker's Mark uh, puts together a batch of Maker's Mark that would, you would see on the shelf. So if they don't want, uh, they don't bring it down to 90 proof. They leave it cast strength. And then they have these slats, uh, uh, sort of staves, but they're, they're flat on both sides, each treated differently um, with a different process, uh, different types of, of wood. So there's like mocha, there's this French, French uh, oak, French spices, there's all these different ones. And then you pick 10 of those staves. And what they do is they open up the barrel top. We put those staves on a, uh, a, a like a stainless steel hoop. They go in and then the whiskey is filled in there that would have gone into Maker's Mark. That's put into a cave for about three months. So the only influence that whiskey now has is staves. from the staves. I hear the stave sequence combination is more guarded than the recipe for Coca-Cola. It is. Randall guards the recipe with his life and then Geo backs him up. So um, we, have, we started this thing where we didn't tell anybody our stave combination. And part of the reason was, is when I did the stave combination and I really liked what we came up with, you guys can try the first whiskey, by the way. You don't have to wait for me to tell you to. Like they do anyway. I'm already ahead of you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just please stay on the first one, not the eighth one. You know, let's, let's keep it in order. Um, that we put, we put it together, they can actually tell you there's a thousand and one stave combinations that you can put together, but they will tell you who else or how many other stave combinations people have, have picked that exact stave combination. The one, the one that I came up with had only been done by one other person. So out of a thousand and one, one other person had done this. It was a, basically a bar in Tahoe that I was pretty sure was never going to do that again. So I said, okay, I don't want anybody to know the stave combination. And we, we sort of kept it that way. Since then, Maker's Mark has actually changed the staves that they use. But we're grandfathered. So we can, we can actually continue, continue with that stave combination. Which This is the fifth time that we've used the stave combination which is called why it's called the mystery machine because it is a machine it's just sold out every single time and it's really interesting you know somebody who i got in on this one early the the first one and every release thereafter 
it's really interesting how you, you you know that they're all brothers and sisters of each other and they're all very close but the little bit of nuances between they're not exact one, are they no they're no. not and it's it's very very interesting um to try them side by side which i've done several times now there's uh, also that excellent. factor of them they're they're putting barrels together for maker's mark so they're they're sort of blending uh all the barrels that they have to a very specific flavor profile yeah. that's supposed to be your constant and the staves are supposed to be the variable but we've kept the staves the same so really the staves are the constant and the yeah. whiskey itself is really the only var- variable there is yeah some of them are more butterscotchy some mm-hmm. more caramel some of them are a little bit more spicy this one has a little bit of a blend of both which both. i think, I think really this one, I, to me actually i i this, I, this may be yeah. my my other than the first one which was called codex this may be my favorite the mystery machine so um i have a couple surprises for you, for you guys tonight but i will i will tell you we've done a maple syrup uh randall and i uh, well i should say randall because i had nothing to do with it cut and quartered all the stays and we put it back into the barrel we drove the barrel up to vermont to woods uh sugar shack and had um al throw, al would throw in maple syrup and we have that syrup upstairs if anybody's interested but i get some other news on that you've got tonight very green process where you like to recycle and redo a lot of things like most people don't know liquor stores are very instant. green yeah we, we we don't use paper bags. We try to use the boxes that stuff comes in. Yeah. And we've always always done that. Yeah. It's better than just like throwing away. And then the barrel, you know the idea that Randall and I have for our barrel, uh our barrel show. It's called stick that in our bunghole. Uh-oh. And we would use the barrels over and over and over again until yes. they could not be used anymore. <laughs> well, I know you've done that with several barrels now. We have. We have a lot of stuff going on right now, too. Yeah. So the Jack's Abbey stuff was just recent. Jack's Abbey stuff amazing. is amazing so those who have not tried the beer that we did um project we did with jack's abbey you should i will let you know there are several other uh breweries out there that cannot be named at this time we'll probably see those in spring um where we have uh beer being aged in our barrels some of them that have held maple syrup and some that have not so it's gonna be pretty cool if you do a tasting for that let me know i have one bottle of the original ryan really that would be a good one I, I went through a couple of them, yeah. maybe not that long ago, and they actually bottle-aged really they, well. They did really well. Yeah. They really did. I have to look. I might have some of that, too. So we'll look and see. Maybe we can do a bigger one on that one. What do you guys think? So it's basically, this is the only one that's finished basically with wood. But it is finished because it's not. And they call it the finishing cask series. The right? finishing cask series. So there you go. All right. That's the, that's the first one. First one down. Rye three is the is the the next one, and maybe a lot of you are not familiar with the rye three, which is this one here. Here, so I heard a little bit that this is a collaboration. This is a collaboration. This actually, this um, particular um, barrel was uh, chosen by uh, Four Seasons, Sean at Four Seasons, and us. Um, we split the barrel. Um, it is a lock and key because they do sell lock and key. Uh, 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 selections okay oh, but this one is called this one we actually named it four reasons instead of four seasons four seasons four so reasons. four reasons for the season and um this is this is one done this is a blend and we're going to see blend a couple times tonight and i and i have to tell you this with there is no um there is no uh when traditionally when people hear the word blend in american whiskey category it usually means this blended grain 
whiskey in there. These are not, these are a blend of rye. So they're all, you know, single barrel rye that were, were blended together for a specific flavor profile. And then that this one was done, is this is still at cast strength? This is at 58.1. Sorry, I didn't give you the, the cast um, on, the, on the first one. I'll, do, I'll go back and do that. Um, 58.1. And um, this is finished in a rum cask. So rye in a rum cask. Smell a little bit of that like that. A little I'll bit give you the first one too. On I didn't there. give you guys that one. 50, thank you. 0.65. 0.0 well, 64.5 so you have that one all right so that right one's nice so this is um you don't see this too often um i'll I probably say the only one that that had uh, that i think that had done this really commercially um in a viable commercial setting would probably be angel's envy doing uh aging rye in a rum cask that, that theirs is very much a dessert yeah yeah, but this one too, I saw to get that ginger yeah. snap. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, like ginger snap, those thin ginger snap cookies. Getting a little bit of maple you like that on one? Too. Oh, John, you're gonna speak up. Oh, can you hear me now? Yeah, man. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. They can hear you online, but they probably can't hear you out there. They don't need to hear me. <laughs> now I'm probably too loud because I can hear myself echoing back. No, you're good. No? I think you're right. okay. okay. Okay, I can bring All you right. down a little bit. No, no, that's good. I'm good. All right. So this has a um, this is finished this is finished in rum, yeah. So a little bit different. You not like crazy about the rum. You like it? Not like it? That's I, a mixed one. It's it's different. I like it. I like it. I think there's I do too. There's a good amount of like herbal and um, some spice. That's that little sweet note at the end. Yeah. Um, it actually finishes on that sweet note. So you got to remember too, guys, and you all have water also. You can add a couple of drops of water. I mean, you're, 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 we're getting up there in, in the ABV category. So it's good. To wanna, yeah, it's fun. good. But if you, if you'll, you'll notice if you add a couple of drops of water on this one, um, some of the, some of those, um, those, the rum notes will actually show through a little bit more. I think, I think I've had, I've had this several different ways, but this is nice. So this one here is, uh, I, I should say the first one. The Make Smart Private Select of number one, the Mystery Machine, is $79.99 at the store. Uh, the Rye Selection 3 um, selection of uh, four reasons is $69.99. All right. Very nice. I, I like it. It's only something different, too. Uh, people are always looking for asking me for something, you know, out of the ordinary. I thought this one sort of fit the bill. But in a good way. Yeah, in a good way. I in was going to say, way. it's still distinctly very much a rye, like as all the rye components. Right. You can spicy. definitely, there's no doubt yeah. that this is still a rye whiskey. I bet you that would be excellent in a Manhattan. Yeah, you know what? It probably would be. I might have to try that. All right. I do like my cocktails. He does. That is true. <laughs> um, all right. So number three. Rum to rum. Is rum to rum. Now, we're going to go to uh, Plantation Barbados 10-year rum. So the difference of this one, and uh, I think I put the specs on this online. If not, I'll post it at some point. But the difference with this, this is this was aged in the West Indies, in Barbados. I think, it, I think it breaks down. Yep. In um, four years in bourbon casks, then what 
what Plantation does, and they're, they're actually owned by uh, Pierre Ferrand Cognac. This gets shipped over to France and put and has continental aging in, in Cognac casts. So five, four, uh, excuse me, 5.5 years in Fernand. Let me get this right. Sorry, I'm, I'm goofing up today. Pierre Ferrand barrels. Okay. You're, you're carrying it, carrying up today. Yes. <laughs> so um, the cool part of this is we can, I can tell you, it says on the bottle that it's matured. The last six months are in American barrel aged Imperial stout beer casts. Interesting. But I can, I can tell you that it, the beer that it was aged in the Imperial, the Imperial stout that it was aged in is black ops uh, from Brooklyn brewery, which is a very famous, uh, very sought after uh, Imperial stout. So that's, that finishes up its aging of its 10 years. Uh, rum does a little bit different. You can switch barrels and still continue the aging process. So um, that's, that's that one. So uh, for 40, everybody 48.6 ABV. Yep. 48.6. That smells like grown up candy right there. In the stout barrel for six months, six months. So four, four in the ex bourbon in Barbados, and then uh, 5.5 continent. They call it continental aging, but that's uh, cognac aging in, in France. And then the last six months, it would still be in France, I believe. The last six months would uh, would be um, in the um, in the uh, the uh, beer barrels. Definitely get a lot of that cognac influence in there. That's like grown up candy. What I like, yeah. What I like about this is like Delicious. people go, "Oh, that's a really cool spice rum." Like, no, no it's not. not. <laughs> it's not spice rum at all, right? What's that? It's uh, it's the flavor components in this are just so um, so rich. Yeah, and and it, it is like you ran this through the baking spice rack a little bit. You know, you get a little bit of cinnamon at the end. You get yep. some nutmeg in there. You definitely get some, um, some like um, molasses almost. What are those um, apricot pastry things? They're like um, uh, like apricot flip over or something like that. They're called oh, kind of turnover or something yeah, turn, like that. Apricot turnover? Yeah, like that totally reminds me of something my mom used to make that was like that. Those like. All I know is. Uh, Jen, my wife Jen went to um, uh, to the um, the dairy farm, um, Wright's Dairy Farm in Woonsocket, and they they make incredible eggnog. If you're ever looking for good eggnog, and um, she ended up putting some of the oh, she was looking for rum. Oh, I used this one, and she used this in it. And it was and it was like it was so delicious because that it really melded well. You don't ever want to use spice rum in an eggnog because there's so many spices already in it. But this one. But this one did. Well, you know, what's funny is in New England, traditionally, it's been it's been oh, actually wow. rum, yep. rum and brandy, because uh, no, a lot of people don't know that Massachusetts at one time was the world's biggest producer of rum. Well, there was the molasses the, flood. Yeah. Of yeah. Boston. And what yep. was that? 18 something or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> it was part of the trade route. And we the, the whole New England area produced more rum than any other place in the world. So the more that this kind of sits in my mouth, like I can kind of see where that um, imperial stout influence comes in. You get it in the texture. Yeah, you get like, but you get very, it almost a molasses creamy, which is kind of like very 
you know, almost like a caramel. What do you guys penis. think of this one? It's good. Yeah. Yeah. I love this one. Uh, 59.99. I, I, this is fantastic. I love this. I love this one. I think this is really, I think this is really neat product that um, we were very fortunate enough to uh, get our hands on. All right. Well, since I figured we did some cognac aging in the last one and it was rum and I figured we would do a, a bourbon that was aged in cognac. So again, we're going to go back to, this is three chord. Um, this one is, I can't read that. 118, 118 uh, proof. Um, again, this is, um, this is usually says small batch, but is a blended bourbon. Again, it's blended bourbons. It's, it, they're all separate bourbons. There are no grain whiskey in this. Again, it's one of those type of things that people are used to seeing that. I almost want to say it's more of a batting than a, than a blend. I think batting sort of connotes that you're using the same things and put them together rather than different things and putting them together or, you know, when adding in a grain whiskey. Um, this one has been aged in a cognac cask. All right. So um, I think these are sourced. Too. They are sourced. They are sourced, but they are doing something with them. And putting them yeah, together. Yeah, uh, uh, we're the music guy. Well, I was gonna, I was going to say um, Neil Gerardo, who's uh, Pat Benatar's husband, husband is, is known, yeah, right, is with this um, company. Is doing but stuff. he's very hands on, and I, I I think they started up like roughly like two or three years ago. Yes, they've been crushing it right out of the gate. Like I've seen like lots of reviews of their stuff online and magazines. So they've they've been doing really well, and the ones that you have gotten have been. Really we've been well. really, I think we've been really fortunate on this. Um, this one's called the rhythm section. I'm in the rhythm section. There you go. <laughs> um, this is the lock and key, the rhythm section. Um, and I, guys, try it. See what you think. John, you can probably reach better than I can. This is number four. You can smell it on the nose. The cognac. The cognac's right on the nose. You don't have to do, you don't have to dig in too far to get the cognac influence. <clears throat> a little bit of that white grape or champagne grape. Still got that bourboning, get that those vanillas, those caramels are still uh, still present. You, but you're getting a little bit of the whininess from the, the the cognac. The cognac is is definitely there. What I love about this one is because people are always asking about finishes and how they reflect. You can get this one and, and see this cognac finish on this. This is only thirty nine ninety nine. Yeah, that's kind of a no brainer, right? I mean, you know, <laughs> yes. it's, it, there's one of those th type of things where people are curious about uh, about finishing in other barrels, which has become bigger in the bourbon industry over the last probably two or three years. You're starting to see it more and more starting to come out is um, things finished in other barrels rather than uh, you know uh, new, newly made um, virgin oak white oak barrels. There's, a, there's something that they're going into something else afterwards. And you're going to, you're going to see this across the whiskey board. I mean, Scotland's been doing this forever finishing, of course. Um, but I think the American counterparts, even with bourbon gotcha. are now sort of experimenting with it, trying to create more flavors. It, it comes a lot with the source, like the sourcing of, of bourbon. You got to do something to make it your own. Yep. Um, you got to do something different with us. Um, we'll talk about, um, and coming up, and I hopefully have him here for Go Whiskey Week. Um, Jason from Buzzards Roost was here. Um, talk, we, him and I, we sat down and we were talking about 
his new his type of barrels, especially um, barrels that he's using to take like MGP and put it, uh, juice and putting it in that and creating these whole different flavor profiles. And they're, it's evident. It's really evident. So it's, it's definitely something that's uh, a little bit cool, a little off the mark, um, you know, out of the box, so to speak. But um, the results have been really, really well. And at that price point, I mean, again, speaking personally for myself, you know, in, in that $40 range, like I wouldn't hesitate to make an old fashioned out of this. Like, no, it's, 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 I bet you it probably makes a fantastic. It, well, it does. The, the kind that really comes out. Yeah. What do you guys think of this that. one? Good. No, it doesn't. No, you don't yeah. have to like every yeah. one of them. It just, you know, except you, you have to like every single one. <laughs> but I do like this one. Let me make sure I'm, I'm on the right. I do as well. I, I am a proud owner. You have this one. All right. So we're, we're halfway through. What do you mean? No, we did four. They're like, no, we're not. You're halfway through. Well, 4.5. We'll get there. All right. <laughs> I'll let you know after I'm done nosing. Just, the next you one. know what it is? You know that kid that just won't like the surprise? He can't, you know, he has to tell everybody about the surprise. Needs, needs attention. <laughs> All right. So we're on to number five here. I have to say, before you get into this one, I, I haven't not, I don't think I've had necessarily everything that you've done in this entire year because that's a lot, but I've had many of them. And I have to say, I think this is probably personally my favorite thing that you've done this year. Really? I, without a doubt. Yeah. This, this I'm, I'm, a, I'm a single malt guy, to, right. to be fair. Well, the part of the thing is, is that we, you know, the whole title of this was finishing 2021 in good spirits. So it had to at least, you know, even if it was mostly whiskey, I, I have, there's a couple other things in there, but I also wanted different types of whiskey. And this is a, an American single malt um, that was finished in a cuvee cask, um, sort of developed by uh, Dr. Jim Swan. Was, anybody knows anything about um, distillation and the, uh, and the design of distilleries? Dr. Swan was probably one of the most innovative guys out there. He has since passed away, but his legacy in a lot of different distilleries across the world lives on. Lives on. Um, you know, uh, Cavalon in Taiwan is one of his. Um, He's got several here in the States. American right. France is one of his, too. Yeah. You got, um, of course, Virginia, Virginia Distilling is one of his. Virginia uh, Distillers is one of his. And this one was... Uh, we're very uh, we're very fortunate, and we that we have been working with uh, Virginia Distilling for uh, a long time, and since the beginning, since the beginning. And Amanda is uh, very uh, friendly to the lock and key because we try to push the envelope, as does she there. And uh, she pulled aside some whiskey for us to try to do single barrels. This is the one we came from. This is uh, barrel one two two two. This is fifty nine point two. Um, percent ABV. I do and, like this with, a and this is water. a what's that? I like this with just a couple of drops of water. Yeah, this is always good to put water in too. So, I mean, you're at you're you're at almost sixty percent. That's you know you're, you're approaching yeah. a, a buck twenty on the on the proof scale on this. I just find this one so delicious. Take trust you on this one, your second sip, guys, because. Um, after the cognac influence, you want to sort of knock that out of your mouth. 
And then, so take the first sip, then trust your second sip. For those of you, I see some new faces here. Also, um, uh, when you're uh, uh, smelling the whiskey, try to keep it away from your mouth, uh, your nose a little bit. And as you're breathing in, keep your mouth open too. So you're breathing in, breathing in. Through, your no, through your nose and your mouth at the same time. It elongates the back palate. Uh, you get that. And also it doesn't clog up uh, your nose with alcohol, which will anesthetize your nose and you won't smell as much. Anybody ever like do tastings at home? You know, with friends or whatever. It's all the time, but it's called drinking. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but uh, if you if you ever, so so if you ever have anybody that's new, right? And I do all the time. There's there's a little trick that actually I learned from Brad Jarvis here. We talked about earlier. Yep. If you just take like you know a stick or, or a little spoon, and you put sugar on the end of it, right? This is teaching them how to taste. Basically, <clears throat> they plug their nose, you, you plug your nose with your fingers and you put that in there. And because your nose is plugged, it's like you're being sick. It's like when you're sick, right? You can't taste anything, right? So it's very similar. But the second you release it, they get that sugar. But when it's in their mouth texture, you don't know what it is. It could be salt. salt. It could be sugar. It could be, you, you don't know what it is. Um, but Brown that's, glass, that's, that's, whatever. They got to trust the person that's doing this. <laughs> right? But it's a, way yeah, to, it is. it's a way to get across that point that you know you should leave your mouth open and like get that cross draft going through and circulation through your whole olfactory because when you're tasting you're tasting with everything not necessarily just your tongue or just your nose you're going through all of it and i thought that was a one of the things i learned a long time ago that well was, it was i mean i know we had the discussion last week and karen is probably still having nightmares about it but grandma's <laughs> attic uh about grandma's attic but you know your your what you taste is very much connected to um, your, your nose, your sensor, your, your smell sensory, which is, you remember a lot of stuff by smells. Absolutely. So, um, you know, having that, uh, attuned to what's going on will affect how you taste things. So it's, it's, it's not a good one. Of those things, they are connected. It just happened to me with the apricot turnover thing. Yeah, exactly. It brings you back. Yep. It can bring you back to a good place or it can bring you back to a bad place. It all depends on your own personal memory. And that's why we never tell anybody what they're, what they should taste. We'll give you what we're tasting, but if you taste something different, that that's okay. That really, Jim? Yeah. Oh, yes. Well, well, that's what, yeah, you're right. She, she did say that this was a honey barrel, but uh, she sent me all the honey barrels. <laughs> so, I mean, she made it very difficult for me to, uh, it, it was Randall, I, and Gio that picked this one. Um, she made it very difficult. We were actually at one point, which is very difficult for me to do, splitting hairs about which one we wanted uh, because uh, they were all really, they were all really good. And this one, this one was, we hit this one. It was spectacular. We knew right away when we got to this one, though. Um, what do you guys think of this? Want to give? We'll, we'll, I haven't really tasted through everything. I always get the dark chocolate, orange. That's all there. Right. Speaking of tastings, just one more note on that. So I did have uh, a new guy at one of my tables and we were doing a tasting, I was teaching him how to taste. And uh, so, you know, I'm like, so, so what does it taste like to you? And the first thing he said was, it tastes like jail. <laughs> I'm like, huh. So it's like one so, step back so, like this. So, okay. so when they say it can take you places, it really can. can. <laughs> They don't always have to be good places, but it will it will jar your memory. Sure. I like this one. I get a lot of chocolate. I get orange on this one too. 
almost a red berry in the in the on the palate on this one. Oh, yeah, definitely get the red berry. Get the red berry. Almost, nice almost long, like, like a little bit of a wine influence. In that. Yeah, but it's a like a long, a long, long finish on this one. I, I do like this one. Um, just so you know, this is usually a hundred bucks a bottle. Uh, Geo has put it on sale uh, tonight at eighty four ninety nine. Sold. So I'm going home. There's not much of this left. I should also probably point that out too. There's not a ton of this left. All right. Just sticking with Virginia, just you also have a Fino one. Do you still have a lot of that? We one have left? the Fino one. Is still upstairs. I had to stop. Like I said, I didn't realize like how many finished whiskeys or, or, or spirits <laughs> we had this year. I got to I I got to eight, and then I go, oh wait a minute, there's a couple more. And I go, all right. And then I had to pick and choose which ones we were gonna do. Yeah, yeah. And this is there's there's a method to my madness up here of the way that we're trying stuff and what we are trying. Um, there is still the Fino upstairs. So that one, that one's a nice one too. And that's, a, yeah. that's less money too. And it's, but it's, it's completely different uh, flavor profile. It's really weird. I did get a lot of people that like both. I do. I, I know, but a lot of people liked one or the, they, but they really one liked one, one or, the or the other. Interesting. It wasn't like, yeah, this well, is okay. They're like, oh, this is so good. No, I don't like that one. I like this one. This one's really good. Well, I can see how this one appeals to the masses. And I think some, if you, like, Fino Sherry is very specific. Right. So, like, if you don't like Fino Sherry, then you might not like that. Right. But, yeah, I like think Fino really Sherry, especially that finish on that one. So um, you can, G. Um, we just probably maybe even chill it if you wanted to. Um, Gio's texting me. <laughs> All right. All right, so now for something completely different. Have, you, have a lot of you had mythology yet? So you have? Yeah, okay. You tried it at the uh, at, at Road, Whiskey Roadshow. So um, mythology is, they do source, but they do a lot of blending, one. Two, they do a lot of finishing, that's two. Um, and uh, in very different stuff. So the guys there, uh, some of them came from um, uh, what we're going to try next is they came from high West. So they ha they've had a long history of, of doing this. Um, and, and now you have this being done in Colorado. Uh, we tried, they were only offering out one barrel. I don't know how many they did for the country, but I know that there was only one barrel. We tried it. They said they offered it to us first and we tried it and we said, oh, we need this. We need this badly. So this is a blend of straight whiskeys, which doesn't necessarily mean anything. It could be bourbon <laughs> and rye. It could be American whiskey. It could be stuff that 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 did, wasn't in a virgin oak cask. So um, the basic thing is about this is straight whiskeys is at least two years uh, old. I really don't care because that's not what we're talking about here. This was finished in a Syrah barrel. This is done at 50, 50% uh, 50 ABV or a uh, 100 proof. Um, this one is called Key Syrah Syrah. I know, right? Um, we're known for our really great dad jokes here. Anyways, <laughs> or, or really bad dad jokes, if you want to put it that way. Or just bad jokes. Or just bad jokes. Um, so this is from Mythology. This is um, the only barrel like this available. Um, they've sent out this way anyways. Um, I wanted you guys to try it because this is, again, a wine barrel finished um, whiskey. I like, the, I like the fact that they did this at 100 proof. 
Because I think it really, I think it really shows really well at that proof. So a hundred proof is usually what you'll do a lot of stuff that like, especially, you know, like bottled in bonds or a hundreds. I've seen like some faces out there. Good or bad. I'm not sure. I, what well, do you guys I think? Mean, <laughs> or other than that. I mean, this is a finished barrel. You can taste it. I yeah. mean, this is like, you got whiskey, you get the, and all of a sudden you get that wine, you get that red fruit, you get uh, white pepper, I think in this one. We've had, this is the one, this is the one we've had. We didn't know if people were going to like this one. We liked it. And, and and that's usually a danger. I don't like to buy stuff that like only like, we like, because I usually end up with a lot of whiskey. However, <laughs> however, um, we've had a lot of people buy second and third bottles of this. I believe it. So um, I thought this was pretty, if you like it, you like it. If you don't, you probably yeah. don't. I don't know. And I'm one of those. But we got more people that liked it. That this kind of reminds me of this time of year around the holidays, it's really the only time of year that I, I drink wine. I'm not really, really a big wine drinker, but yeah. around the holidays, of course, that's like always out wherever. You so you're go. saying this is whiskey for a wine person? It's 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 kind of it's kind of <laughs> it's kind of like you know very holiday esque in that area to me. What do you guys think? Yes, no, good, yeah. You like this one? You have to like them all, so I want to make sure. Uh-huh. All right, good. I like I do like this one because I fell in love with this this whiskey as soon as I tried it. It's delicious. So I really like that one. All right, so we're gonna go into another wine finish. This is a rye, however, and this is a double rye from High West. All right, this is a forty-nine point four, I believe. All right. Uh, yes, you would be correct. Forty-nine point four. Mine like a steel trap, rusted and broken. You passed the test. All right, so um, this one is a High West double rye. Like I said, it's a blend of straight rye whiskeys, only rye. And this one has been aged for an additional year in Grenache wine barrels. This one, the name of this one is the Panache Grenache. So um, this is already, um, we were able to get 10 cases just before um, we we, we tried to get in as quick as possible. The barrel came in and the salesman ran out 10 cases on the Friday, (laughs) basically before Christmas. Wow. It ran it out here so that we would have it. Um, it's already, it just immediately started selling. People were already coming back like the day later to get another bottle of it. Um, this is one of those whiskeys. I think our high West have been really great. I've always get, I always get people that want me to do the, we did a black musk, uh, muscato, uh, one uh, year yep, and, and, uh, and, uh, as, as Kavork still calls it musk, muskrat love, um, that still want it. And they go, why don't you ever do another one of those? I go, we've had another one to sample it wasn't as it was good, good. We, we we don't do by we don't go by things like that we don't go through the money ball we taste the whiskey we pick the whiskey whichever is the best one or if there's none that meet our standard we don't buy it we don't even bother i think it was a uh, quadri wine barrels quadri quadri yeah so this one just came in yeah we have plenty of this one yeah this one's in now this just just hit hit the store <laughs> Sorry. Oh, my God. We're off the air. <laughs> I felt like I had to fill in for Randall for a second. <laughs> this is but this is uh, this is my last time up here. You'll never ask me back up here again. <laughs> what do you guys think of this one? Like this one? Delicious. I think, the, again, you get um, you get that spice component 
you get um, that this one's near I say almost strawberry. The red fruit leans towards strawberry on this one. I get like, you know, like uh like strawberry preserve. Yeah, I was gonna say, you know, like that like jam. that that candy, yeah. that heart that you know what I mean? We're talking about the sticky yep. like like strawberry like sugary almost. Yeah. This one definitely goes that way. Finishes a very long finish on this one. I'm getting like a spearmint or some sort of a mint. Well, that, that will show up from the rye. Down the stretch. If you get like uh, spearmint spruce, that usually shows up from yep. my whiskey. And sometimes it goes so far as to go to dill. Yeah. Yep. And uh, this doesn't have that, but it does definitely have some of that. Some Almost of the like qualities. A, a little bit of cola in there. Yeah. I see with, some, with some rice. Because... Dare I say Dr. Pepper? <laughs> you dare. I dare. You dare. <laughs> so you guys like that one? Yes. All right, get a good lot of yeses on that one. That was that was clever. What's that? Price. Price. Price on this one. I did not. Uh this is uh $49.99. So good good price on this one, I think. The mythology, the one before it, I didn't say it was $79.99. I don't think I get to that one. By the way, that mythology, they're a very, very small outfit. The mythology should have been $99.99. We worked with them and got them down. And I oh, think it's right. very much, this is the price point Where that I think it should will, be at. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Then you have, you'll, yeah, it'll feel some more people for right. sure. All right. So to finish our finishing of 2021, um, we have something completely different. Wow. So, this uh, <laughs> ribbit El Tesoro Inejo, which is on its own, is a great tequila. Uh, for those of you who have never tequila. had it, nice, great sipping tequila. And this is the Lafroig edition. So, for those who don't know, Lafroig is a uh, Scottish single malt from the Isle of Isla, heavily peated with Isla peat, which is very. Um, medicinal iodine um uh campfire wrapped in band-aids this is a latex band yeah yeah iodine. yeah all sort of team and i know that's not Salty. i gotta say this in a good way briny right briny all of that stuff but and it all sounds terrible unless you really like beat and then it's wonderful and you know what i always find is sooner or later if you're if you taste this stuff long enough you sort of do end up there. I think a lot of people yeah. don't like peat, but as they get as they get more and more into it, all of a sudden become an appreciation of that. Sure. Um, it's not like if you're a wine drinker and you never leave White Zinfandel. Yeah. It's like what's you, you, you're, also you're, you're looking for big calves. I mean, you want like these different flavor components that you didn't think you would want at the beginning. Let me see when kid, Alec, could you eat the same stuff that you were a kid? Well, that's just it, right? So you're, you, they it's say that your, your, your palate, um, flips over like every seven years, roughly, yep. you know, develops. And so as you develop and your palate develops, like, of course, you're going to want different things. Different things. Yeah. And then once you get to a point where you can taste it, like there's all, so many different nuances right. in there that like, well, you let's don't say get a thinking person's time. whiskey or a thinking person's spirit, right? Where you can start dissecting all the way down and, and start again. So what this, what they did, they finished this in a 10 year old Lafroy cask. Okay. This is um, this is really cast strength, but they they're low entry level anyways for tequila. So this is only 40, 40.7 ABV. The name of this one is uh, Senor Love Frog. 
So Lafroy, Love Frog. And um, the Senor Frogs down in Mexico is a big can't, bar down there. You can't say Lafroy, so you have to say Love Frog. No, we can say Lafroy because they say it on here. They will say it because this is done by Jim Beam, who happens to own both companies. So therefore, they get This is the first time we've tated up a bottle. We actually put a frog on the top of it because it was just too funny. Um, I thought. But um, this is uh, $124.99. This one does come with the whole card, though, right now. When you see the ones with the frogs, they come with whole cards. Nice. When those are gone, sorry, no more whole cards. Um, now, the biggest question I got on this all-holiday season, we sold quite a few of these already, was, oh, so, like, it's like mezcal. Because mezcal tends to have a smokiness to it. Now, it, it, it is in that they both are smoky. And they have that smokiness to them. It's a di- it's a completely it's a different, different type of smoke. It's though. a different frog for sure. There you go. It's a, a frog, frog of a different color. <laughs> yeah, like those ones that frog like from the, a different mother. There you go. Because you know, it's the different. It's a lot. It's right. I expected this one to be overwhelming, but I'll tell you what. I usually pick up on this. First of all, there's not only a vegetal uh, nose to this. There's also a slight lime citrusiness to it, to the nose. All right. And then when you taste it, definitely get some of that. You get the smoke at the end. The smoke comes out at the end. You get a little of that sweet peat. But at the very end of your, when you taste this, you get brininess. You get saline. saline. Yep. You get salt. Now, there's no salt in this. Right. But there's something else that there's a chemical reaction that you get with this that triggers that same memory sensation for salt. Um, in this and I get that at the very end so I'm always laughing because it's like I'm like smelling I'm like lime and salt and tequila yeah. I mean yeah that makes total sense that it would happen but there's nothing added to this other than it being in a Lafroy barrel for a period of time well the, the texture on this is definitely tequila because the blue agave so. oh yeah but you get but so, you also get like a weightiness to this I don't think it's really light no it's weighty. Not, absolutely but with with mezcal you know, it's almost sort of like gritty and like a little bit dirty because they, they, more they cook it in that pit in the ground, right. which is a totally different process than the, how they make tequila. So, so you're think, saying you're starting with like an elegant, more elegant spirit, um, and then you're adding the Lafroig on top of it. Absolutely. And this has done really well. A lot yeah. of people have really, I've, we've already got some reviews on this that have, um, that people have saying that they're, they're liking this. What do you guys think? Yes? No? Tequila? I get some thumbs up in the background. And by the way, I should point out, and not from saying that, because people always associate that uh, Lafroig and Pediness, although the, the, the Lock and Key Society has a variety of different people in it, but people never think that, um, that, that maybe women would like that flavor. They, they love it. they do. <laughs> they love it. I know, exactly. And, and people always forget, too, that, that and we have quite a few. Yeah, well, there's some that do and some that don't, just like everybody else. But what the cool part is, and you, uh, uh, the men in the audience will uh, have to bow down to the women in the audience because they're tasting more than you are. They're actually getting more nuances of this than you are. Across the board, women have a better sensory taste, t- tasting sensory than men do. Genetic fact. Yeah, genetic fact. That just that's that's absolutely. My wife will tell me she's tasting something. I go, I don't taste it. And she. She tastes, and I, 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 I don't doubt her. So some of the best blenders in the industry are women, women. of yeah. course. It makes complete sense. 
some of my heroes like Rachel Berry. Rachel Berry is yeah. one of the one a prime example, but there's there's actually quite a quite few, few others. Yeah. Many. Um now. So that is our finish to 2021 of our finished spirits. Cheers. So I hope you guys like that. I hope you enjoyed yourself tonight. Thank you. And now we have something special, but the people on Facebook are going to see it. <laughs> and that's what Kavork was uh, talking to. But thanks, everybody. Thanks for joining us uh, for our Whiskey Wednesday on Facebook. I hope you had a good time. I hope you enjoyed the chat. And, of course, you can listen to back to this on, on uh, Spotify. Uh, it will come up uh, usually within a day or so under It's the Liquor Talking on Spotify. Please listen to it if you want. Uh, there's a, a bunch of interviews. There's a Whiskey Wednesdays, and there's also a radio show called This Liquor Talking that we do on Saturdays um, on there, too. So it's great to listen to while you're, um, like, you're not doing anything. You're driving in the car. Don't, don't, well, I'm not in the car. You might fall asleep. Very but anyways, very educational. But, but educational. It's very That's educational. right. So if you enjoy that, please uh, listen to us on Spotify too. All right. And I'm going to end that. <laughs>